You are now listening to The Female Athlete Show. Welcome to The Female Athlete Show. I'm your host, Brianna Evans, and I'm so excited to have you here listening. In today's episode, I will be having a conversation with someone who holds a very special place in my heart. Her name is Mariah Haygood, but we call her Coach Mo. Coach Mo was my coach in 14U, and she completely changed the game for me. She believed in me before I believed in myself, and she helped me to love the game again. Coach Mo is now a mentor, older sister slash mother figure to me, and our relationship is a testimony to all the coaches out there that y'all have the opportunity to influence your athletes in a big way. But that also means that our coaches can hurt us and influence us in a negative way. And that's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. So if any coaches are listening, I want y'all to know that y'all hold a lot of power in your hands. And I hope that you use it to motivate and inspire and to love your athletes. And we should do the same in return. We should appreciate y'all because y'all sacrifice a lot to coach us. So thank you on the behalf of all athletes, coaches. Today, we will be getting into the power of a coach. I'm honored to introduce my first guest on the show. Coach Mo, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited to be here. Really excited. Yes. I'm excited about the conversation that we're about to get into. I feel like it'll help the athletes learn more from a coach's viewpoint and vice versa. The coaches learn more about their athletes and how we feel about things. So tell them a little bit about yourself. Just let them know who they're hearing today. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and from there, I received a scholarship to play softball at the University of Kansas, Rock Chalk. I played four years there. And then my fifth year, I stayed on as a student assistant coach. That was my first true experience coaching at a high level. It was awesome. I loved it. That's kind of where I got my first spark. After that, I moved to Texas to what was going to be continuing education in massage therapy because I thought that I wanted to be a sports massage therapist. And I still have a lot of passion about the body and the athleticism and uh, just how to be the best athlete that you can be and keep your body in great shape. However, I linked up with some family friends from college and got into coaching for Texas Glory. And I've been doing that now for about five years and to love in every second. So I want to start off with a story and you've never actually heard this story, oh, but no, it's good. Literally in 12U, going to 14U, I wanted to quit. But I remember being in my front yard, trying to build up the courage to call my mom to tell her I wanted to quit. And she responded and she was just like, just give it one more season. And if you don't like it, then okay, you can be done with it. And going to 14U, that's when I met Coach Mo. And she completely changed how I felt about the game, how I felt about me playing the game. I didn't, I didn't think I was good. I had zero confidence in myself. But I'm telling this story just to show coaches that you really do have an influence on your players. 
And that's the main topic of this episode. I just want the coaches to know that they play a big role in our lives and it's more than just being a coach. I talk to Coach Mo more now than I did when I played for her. A part of that was I was super duper shy, but <laughs> still are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but y'all impact us and y'all influence us. And that's what I want to get into today. So how do you feel about how you impact your girls? And Yeah, no, I didn't know that story. So that's a great story. That makes <laughs> yeah. me feel really good. Uh, actually, your your first season was my first season coaching for Texas Glory. And I just, re- I remember going, it was like, gosh, it was like an extra innings or something. I don't know. I mean, it was an yeah, extra the innings. Tryouts. Yeah, the we tryouts. Thought, we it thought was... you were a college coach. We didn't know who you were. And we were like, this is yeah. Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I remember going in there and um, just watching you guys warm up. And I think you guys were doing sprints. And I just was just like, who is that kid? Like, dude, she is fast. She looks athletic. I was like, I need that kid. And yeah, no, I had no idea that you were going to quit. I'm so glad your mom said <laughs> you need to, you need to do I one remember, more season. Yeah, I remember you asking me, you were like, are you, do you want to play college ball? And I was like, I mean, yeah, like, I guess that was how I was feeling at that point. I just, yeah, but I'm happy. I gave it the chance. I'm happy. My mom didn't let me, I would have never met you. Yeah. Like, legit. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much Minerva, <laughs> for, for that. I, just like you were saying, um, coaches have a extreme impact in the not only physical development of players, but also the mental development of players and the age group that I'm at at 14 U it's a huge, it's a huge stage in life, especially for young women. And I just kind of compare it to when I was growing up you know, and everything that was going on, you know, you start high school, drama, boys, softball. I think at that point, gosh, college recruiting was crazy. They were at all the games behind the backstops. I mean, I didn't really even experience that. I felt not bad, but I just, I could feel the anxiety behind it. And the best way that I could think to relate is, hey guys, you know, and this is, Like I said, I define myself as a player's coach because I want them to know that I've been exactly where they are and been where they want to be and want to get to. And so being able to relate to them on that level, I feel like builds great relationships and knowing that, you know, they can talk to me not only about softball, but about life and just, you know. Now that that she says that at the tryouts, her first like talk with us, she was she told us we can talk to her about anything. And I'm sitting in the back and I'm like, now why would I talk to you about anything other than softball? And fast forward to today, I literally tell her almost everything. So she did a great job. She used to have when I played for her, like individual meetings with us. And my recent episode, I talked about being intentional. She was intentional about building a relationship with each of her players and something I loved and something I'm grateful for. Yeah, no, that, I mean, I think that that goes along also with being a player's coach. It's about knowing that, you know, knowing each individual player, you know, I have three boys and they're, they're all different and you have to not quote unquote coach them, but parent them in different ways, depending on their temperament, you know, what they can handle, what they can't handle. And, you know, obviously there are standards And there's a line of respect. You know, all the girls that I coach know that I am on their side. I am there to fight with them. But 
there's a level of respect and a standard that they also have to hold. You know, I want them to have as much control in their fate, in their journey as they decide. But also, you know, the standards, you have to hustle everywhere. You have to give your best effort. You have to be a good teammate, those types of things. Those are non-negotiables. But in terms of relationship and things like that, you know, I want to make sure that I am helping each kid facilitate the best out of them possible. So in doing so, you have to be intentional in those relationships and know what helps a player go, what they respond to, what they don't respond to, you know, and I think that's the, the, well, maybe not the right approach for everyone, but the right approach for me as a coach for this age group. I think about this, me and my teammates, we still remember things you and other coaches have said to us from four years ago. And that goes with us. That follows us outside of sports when we're done with it some of them are good and some of them are bad so I just think it's important to understand that your words matter and we know coaches aren't going to be perfect and they get competitive and they get fired up too but for athletes I feel like we don't appreciate our coaches enough we have to under and I saw it firsthand with coach Mo she sacrifices a lot a lot of time away from her children to be with us and that show that there shows that she loves us and cares about us. So thank your coaches um, and appreciate them. They're not going to be perfect, but building a relationship, it requires both people to put in work for that. So talk to your coaches, like love them and show them that you're thankful for them. So. Uh, and, and that goes along with, you know, there, there are, there are reasons why we coach and having a, a player like Bree, I think I heard this quote the other day and I can't remember who said, it. I think, you know, March Madness is going on. And I think it was one of the, the basketball coaches, the men's basketball coaches. He said something about when your best players are your hardest workers, that sets a culture. And that is something, you know, um, players, if you're listening, if you're one of the better players on your team or the best players on your team and, and you're the hardest worker, that sets the culture and I had a pretty high standard for Brie and she was hard enough on herself, but everybody looked to her. And if you're one of those players and if you if you're a coach and you have one of those players on your team and you're lucky enough to have one of those players on your team, you know, keep that standard for them and keep that standard for yourself players to if you're the best player, be the hardest worker, because that sets the culture for the team. And I mean, it's a pretty hard culture to beat nowadays. And I say Brie is one of like one of those players you get once in a blue moon that just rejuvenates and rejuvenates, but just reinvigorates your your love for the game because they get it and they want it as bad as as bad as you do. And Brie can attest to how fired up I get in the game. I mean, I'm jumping off the bucket for a play. And that's something that my coach taught me in college. You have to get excited about the little things. And when you get excited about the little things, your players get excited about the little things, the coach, the, the culture changes. Um, and then all of a sudden you're celebrating a change up that yeah. strikes out a batter. And, you know, when you, when you get on the same level as your players and, and you, you know, you really show that excitement and show that you're fighting for them just as much as they're fighting. Um, you know, I think that that really helps the team. Yeah. That's actually my next point is, the coach's energy plays a role in how the team plays. So playing for you 
she was just as pumped up, if not more pumped up as us. And that came on us. And we were just motivated by that and loved the game. We wanted to win. We wanted to play for each other. Your coach is your leader. Like their energy is maybe one of the most important. Like if I play for a coach that's all of tie intense, it, it kind of scares me. I'm not going to lie. And I feel like your players start to be scared to fail and they don't play with their full potential. So what would you say to coaches about that, about their energy plays a role, big role? Yeah. I mean, like I said, that when I played, I played with the same energy and I feel like that's why I coach the same way um, because it's exciting when somebody does something good, it's exciting and you have to celebrate those things. Uh, you don't take it, you don't take it for granted. Right. Um, cause we know how often in a game, you know, getting that out saves a run, saves a wins, you know, saves a ball game. Um, so getting excited about those little things makes that focus that much more, you know, intentional because the energy levels there. All right. The next thing I want to get into is we're, we're talking about coaching in like a sport, but what about being bigger than softball and coaching us not only for the sport we're in, but for life. And how do you think that goes into how we grow up as young adults and women and moms, wives? It's very important. I think that I, that's why I stress when we talked about earlier, um, those standards and things that I call them the, the controllables, right? So being a good teammate, giving your best effort, hustling, respect, those types of things you know, that, that stuff you need your whole life to be successful. And if, you know, you can, you can figure out how to manage that well in a sport that you love, that's fun. It's a lot easier to translate to life. And so that's why, that's why those are big things for me. And that they're big things that I stress to my players and make sure that they understand because softball is only for so long. And at a certain point, you're done playing and you have to go into life and you have to get a job and a career. And, you know, for some people get married and um, have kids and for others, just, just continuing to work hard and, you know, what, wherever life takes you, those things are super important. So it's so much bigger than softball, you know, getting excited about the little things that stuff can be taken outside of softball too. Like I was super excited that I didn't have to change a poopy diaper today. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, like things change because the little things you get excited about, like, like I'm excited that my two-year-old sat down at the table and ate dinner without moving around. Like those things, your excitement changes and, you know, your love for stuff changes. And um, it's just, it's so much bigger than softball and relationships are so much bigger than softball. Like our relationship, um, it started, you know, in softball because of softball, but it, um, it will be a lifetime relationship when we're both done coaching and playing and you know and that's that's the most important thing so what Kushma was talking about how when you're being the best player and the hardest worker for all the athletes out there I just want to tell y'all it's not enough to be just a good athlete and what's more important is being a good person you being one of the best players on the team girls are automatically going to look up to you so who do you want them to look up to especially if you're one of the older ones on the team, like for a year, I was the older girl on your team. How do you want to build that culture when you're gone? And so just think about that. You can start and change the culture. You can either change it in a good way or change it in a bad way. So just make sure that once again, you're looking at the bigger picture and it's more than a sport. It's more than softball. It's about who you are as a person and who you're representing. So just think about that. 
All right, so what's your greatest joy about coaching? What keeps you coming back season after season? I mean, there's there are so many joys of coaching. You know, I've been blessed to have very talented players that come through our organization and been blessed with the coaching position of, you know, getting one of the most elite teams in the area and in the country. And so that is a joy because who doesn't love to win and who doesn't love to compete against the top teams in the nation, you know, but outside of that, it's definitely the relationships that I've gotten to build with the young women and, you know, the ability to empower them in their future, empower them in their journey, you know, whether it's helping them deal with failure in the game, drama in life, just helping young women, you know, navigate the journey of life uh, through softball. That's probably my greatest joy. It would take a lot for me to not want to continue to do that. And especially when players like you come around, you know, it, like I said, it just rejuvenates you to continue to go and continue to make differences in the young women's life. Last two questions. If you could give one piece of advice to all coaches, what would it be? I don't know that I could narrow it down to one piece of advice, but I feel like what has helped me the most is establishing a, a level of respect between players and coaches. And I feel like um, coaching youth sports, it's so important to not only expect respect, but give respect. Um, because at this young age, I think that it's huge for kids to understand that respect is not given, it's earned, and it goes both ways. I expect my players to respect me, but they should also know that I respect them. And I think when you build that relationship in that foundation, the the sky is the limit. Because like I said before, they're going to fight for you and they know that you're going to fight for them. And when you have that, those ingredients, the, the recipe for success is, is great. All right. Last question. One piece of advice you would give to all athletes. All right. It can be more than one, but the most important advice. I mean, yeah, there, I feel like there's a couple things. Time moves so fast and life moves so fast and it can be taken from you. You know, uh, your, your playing time, your, your career, it can be taken from you in a blink of an eye. Um, So the first thing I would say is, you know, and I know it's difficult because as athletes, you're probably thinking, Oh, another practice. Oh, another game. Oh, another practice. Exactly. Yes. Like a habit. Yes. It's like just normal. Yeah. Think about there's so many kids who don't have the opportunity, especially like select there. I think about this. I grew up playing just on a rec ball team in Ferris. And some of those girls, I know they could have gone D1 or just like I am, but they didn't have the opportunity. Like my mom put me in select ball, but they couldn't do that. So just don't take what you have for granted at all. Yeah. No, I mean, that that's, and it's hard to do. Like I said, it's very hard to do. I know I did it, you know, and we all have those, those phases where like, okay, snap out of it. Like you are blessed to play this game. You are yeah. blessed to have a body that works, you know, go out there, leave it all in the field. Don't, don't leave the field wishing that you would have done more. And then the second thing kind of to build off of your point of, um, you know, working hard and being talented, hard work 
will always beat talent when talent doesn't work hard. And and I've seen it happen. You can be as talented as all get out, but if you do not put the work in, there are going to be kids who will outwork you and they may not be as talented as you are, but they have the motivation and the determination and they will be better than you. Talent is great, but hard work and work ethic um, is better. All right. Well, that's all I have for you. Thank you for being on this show. And this conversation is going to help a lot of people who listen to it, coaches and athletes. So I appreciate you for giving me your time. Yeah. uh, Extremely honored to be on the show. And I look forward to the success it has in the future. Thank you. That's all I have for this week's episode. Athletes, I can't stress this enough. Make sure that you thank your coaches and you let them know that you appreciate them. They sacrifice so much for us. And a simple thank you truly does go a long way. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on the post notifications. Also, head over to Instagram and give us a follow at The Female Athlete Show. I love y'all and I hope you have an amazing week. Always remember, empowered women empower women. See you next time. Mm